welcome to episode seven of Seeds of Wisdom, brought to you by From a Loving Place with author Rachel Wolf. I'm Rachel Wolf, and today I am so excited and blessed to have with me author Susan Reeve sharing her seed of wisdom. Forgiving is forgiving. I don't know about any of you, but I literally even now have chills when I say it when she first said it to me, it was so overwhelmed, it overwhelmed my system completely. So with that, I want to welcome Susan Reeve and have her introduce herself so we can dive into it. Hi, Rachel. I am so excited to focus on this topic because in my, it's now about 50 years of working both in corporate settings and working with individuals and groups, focusing on living a wholehearted life, a life of passion and purpose, a life that focuses on committing to be mighty expressions of love in the world. And oftentimes that means we bump up against the resentments, the judgments that we have about ourselves or others, various pains that we're continuing to hold on to. So my work whether it's in group work, individual work, and most recently, there are paintings behind me, the intuitive painting work that I'm doing to add a dimension of play into the self-discovery process. I'm also the author of numerous books. I see one on your bookshelf, Heart Healing, yep. which is a book <laughs> about forgiveness. I've also written The Wholehearted Life and The Inspired Life and am working on a new forgiveness book that I will seriously devote time to in uh, 2023. I am so excited to have you here. So let's dive in. What does forgiving is forgiving mean to you? Yeah, you mentioned when you first heard me say it. And one day... I was writing about forgiveness and I was focusing on the word forgive and I heard it as two words for and give and what popped into my mind immediately is that when I hold resentment and anger and I want to get back at someone when I feel victimized and I want to let the person who's like betrayed me or who has said something that hurt me, when I have the feelings of anger towards that particular person, the energy of anger is moving through my body. So that's what's so important. We forgive to open up the space in our hearts for greater love. And so I may have, and I certainly have felt a sense of betrayal at times in my life, but the more I focus on how awful that person is who did this to me, or I can't believe this is happening to me. What's wrong with me? The feelings associated with those thoughts, with those words, move through my body and ultimately impact our immune system. And I just want to be real clear. I'm not saying 
never feel angry, never feel shame, never feel fear. It's that once we feel it, how often do we have to keep going back to it over and over and over again? Tell our friends and family about how someone did us wrong. And then we get their um, gasoline poured on the fire of my terrible feelings. Mm -hmm. And I and I I know so many people can relate to this because I don't know anybody who hasn't been here. Yeah, you know? I, I I'd love to share a story that was so powerful for me about this. And this was years, decades before I thought of for and give as two separate words. Uh, I had been divorced for about I don't know, seven years or so. And I was dating someone and told him that my former husband and I had taken, well, we had nothing to do on a Saturday afternoon. We'd make movies. And these were not X-rated movies. It would be something for us to do on, on an afternoon. And so his boyfriend said, oh, I'd love to see those movies of you. So I wrote to my former husband and asked for the movies. And a number of weeks went by. This was before email. A number of weeks went by and I received a letter from him on hospice stationery. He was director of a hospice program at the time saying that he had read my request and he had decided not to send me the movies. And I thought, what is wrong with this guy? He really has a problem. Maybe it's because I didn't send money for him to make copies of them. So I wrote a letter with an attitude, with a chip on my shoulder, uh, including a check for him to uh, make copies of the movies. And then the chip started talking and said, you know, some of those movies are pictures of my father who died many years ago and I haven't seen them for years and you're director of a hospice program and why are you not sending me movies of my dead father? I may have said it a bit more eloquent than that, but um, I was definitely pointing a finger at what I thought was wrong with him. And again, a number of weeks go by and I get a letter from him which says, I made movies before I met you and I will decide who gets to see my movies. And I thought, this guy really has a problem. So it was just before the holidays, I was living in New York City and a friend of mine asked me to go to a workshop on forgiveness at the Open Center in New York. And so we went and uh, the name of the woman who led it was Robin Casageri and she did a lot of forgiveness work in prisons. And at one point she said, we go through a guided visualization close your eyes. There's a door on the right. Someone will come in. That's the person or being or whatever pops up for you to forgive. And so there was my former husband and he stands in front of me and I'm looking directly at him with my eyes closed in this visualization. And I hear myself from up here saying, I forgive you for having an affair. I forgive you for not being available when my dad was dying. And then I hear another voice and it's right 
hear very soft and I hear the words, I forgive you for loving me. And I was kind of shocked, but thought this is important. You come out of the guided visualization and that sentence, I forgive you for loving me was uh, prominent in my mind. And I thought, yes, those other things had gone on in our marriage. He had had an affair. He was unsure immediately when I called and told him that my father had died. We we're still married at the time. If he was going to come to the funeral, he did. But I realized I hadn't loved me. So my capacity to receive his love was a very, very, very narrow space because I was lost in beliefs of being not pretty enough, not smart enough, not sexy enough, not good enough, whatever it was, not tall enough, not thin enough, whatever your not enoughness might be. And I just felt this, oh, that was the fatal flaw of our marriage. And so a week later on New Year's Day, I was in New Hampshire where he lives and I was in a giant supermarket with a friend of mine. And I suddenly knew my ex-husband was in this supermarket. And my friend who I was with, he was uh, going up and down different aisles, came and found me and he said, your ex is here. And I said, I know. And I walked up and down the aisles and I found him and we said hello to one another. And after the hellos, he said to me, did you receive the movies? I sent them to you about 10 days ago. And I said, I've been here for eight days. I haven't received the movie, but it was in my mind 10 days ago that I went to that workshop. I mean, that's the power of forgiveness. Um, and I may have had some more work to do on, well, not I may have, I had plenty of more focus to do in my own healing and loving and being for giving myself love. And mm -hmm. I... I all of those things about the sense of betrayal I felt and I couldn't count on him and he lied to my father. He had told my father he would always be there for me. I mean, I had work to do on that, but in relationship to the beliefs I had about myself. So I am a proponent of giving myself love. And when I notice I'm making judgments about myself or others, when I notice I'm caught in a web of victimization, I acknowledge what I'm feeling. Sometimes it may be immediate. I make the acknowledgement. Sometimes it could be an hour. Sometimes it might be a few days. But whatever it is, the next question I ask is, what would love do here? It's so powerful. <laughs> I mean, my eyes are watering up. It's, you know, when you were talking about that shift in energy that happens, we're not, it's not that you try to make a shift happen. It's not that you're trying to change the other person. 
And, and you can, if you can't go in going, doing that, it's for us, it's for, you know, and, and when you said that I was just relating so deeply to it because I've had those shifts where it did change the dynamic of a relationship based on my choice to let it go. My choice to stop carrying the weight of the story. You know, and, and that's exactly what, you know, I hear when you're talking is like, it's in interesting how much story we can put into something to keep us locked in this place of rage and hate and, and resentment. And, you know, and it just festers, like you said, inside of us. So, you know, thank you for sharing such a personal story, you know, to, to give the example, cause it makes a difference to see and it. Here's, here's what happened when there is that shift in consciousness, when the, in, in, uh, when the personal programming is updated, it's that I can tell the story and I am filled with love for that experience, for those words that I didn't love me enough to receive his love. And it's, I, I, and this isn't to say that, you know, I made him have an affair or I made him initially say he wasn't, he wasn't sure if he was coming to my dad's funeral. It's that with the hurt, with the brokenness that that activated within me was a call for me to go inside. Just as, as my book that you have on your book shelf, Heart Healing, The Power of Forgiveness to Heal a Broken Heart, is a story of another breakup I experienced. I, I, I wrote the book in, in 2018. And I made a commitment to myself at that time that I was not going to close my heart again. And that the man who I was living with, who I call Bo in the book, is he was doing the best he could in the way he broke up with me, which was in an email from China. We were in our late 60s and I'm getting a breakup letter uh telling me i think it's best if you move out of my house i'll be home in five days and something in me as hurt as sad as disappointed as hard it as hard as it was to let go of the dream of our life together what i knew is he was doing the best he could do based on whatever story was dominant in his life. And that's such an important point that what other people do is, is about them. It's about their story. It's about the energy that they're living inside them. And so what we are, the only things we're responsible and accountable for is the energy we're giving out, we're taking in you know, and that's something we can do. That's something we can change. So I, and that's why forgiving is forgiving. 
resonates so deep in my soul because it really is. It really is so powerful. Do you have anything else you want to say about the forgiving part about forgiveness before we wrap up? Well, what's popping into my mind is I'm often asked by people, where do I start? I have so many things to forgive. And my answer is always starting with ourselves. And often that's the hardest place. And so a good place to practice is in the mirror in the morning. You might have bed hair. Maybe you didn't wash your face and some you have some mascara that's underneath your, your eyes. Maybe you feel old, you don't look good, whatever it is to look at that image and say, I love you. You may hear a voice in your head that says, who are you kidding? And say to the voice, thank you for sharing. Look in the mirror again. I love you. I love me. Practice that. And that's you giving yourself a hug. And that's how we deepen and expand our capacity to be, give, and receive love. And forgiveness is an expression of love. Thank you so much for that. It is it's such a blessing to have someone like you in my life because you know, with your books, with your workshops, it's just, you have this power of saying things like one sentence, forgiving is forgiving. You know, it's, it's not the first time this has happened when you and I've had conversations where it is, it's something that helps me shift from whatever story I'm stuck in. And that's a lot of what your work does is it, shifts the story so that we can realize you know for me it was oh wait okay I don't have to think of it this way <laughs> there is another way to think of it and there's always a different way and I just want to let you know how much I appreciate you and I'm so grateful you're here today for anybody who is looking for deeper versions of this and who knows you're meant to be here because you're hearing exactly what you need, trust that and go with it. Um, you will see the blog attached to this video and it will have all kinds of information from Susan. Thank you so much. Thank you, Susan. Thank you. What a treat to be with you <laughs> on number seven. <laughs> <laughs> have a great day you too make sure to follow the links that accompany this episode you will learn a lot more about today's guest and see what they have going on now you will also get all the links to follow them on their journeys if this seed resonates with you if you like what you heard, remember to like, follow, and subscribe to FromALovingPlace.com and all its platforms. Remember to come back next week for another Seed of Wisdom.